Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the NFL DFS Thursday night and week eight preview. All courtesy here of Jock Market, where we like to chop it up. A little differently, turn DFS, turn all of your fantasy experiences into a stock market. And the beauty of jock market, as you'll soon hear from Eric Lindquist, is nothing stops once we have kick tonight or tip off or any other sport that's live with jock market. So much of you making money out there is playing what's happening live. But speaking of live, we have Eric Lindquist, who we've pulled away from 16 other things going on right now for the channel to hang with us and give concise, clear knowledge, betting, or in this case with Jock Market, how you can take advantage of the live and everything else. What's happening, brother? What's going on, my dude? It's always good to be spending some time with you. Uh, You know, we have 58,000 people from Philadelphia who work at our company, uh, but you're definitely my favorite. So, uh, and that's not saying much because I hate Philly. So there you go. And I think that's... (laughs) Honestly, it's not saying much for me. I think it's more of a reflection of how much you despise Lofty. And I don't know how or why no. our new producer, Michael. That Austin, is, no. oh my God. That's no, really no. what this love, is. Love Lofty, Mike. Love Mike. Top of a list. No. Jeez, Eric. No, I, it's, uh, there's some resentment and bitterness there 10 years ago. Nobody cares about these kind of things. Just don't date anybody from Philly. That's all we learned. Uh, but I absolutely love, uh, the show. I love jock market. I'm excited to be talking some sports with my guy who you can check out on, I believe QVC tonight. I mean, you're going to be a national, not only that you're a worldwide sensation in this regard. Well, look, I, I don't want do we have any content going on at the same time? 920 Eastern? No. Right. So I don't want to pull away from any stream that we have here. But if you happen to be hanging around and you're enjoying the winnings that you currently are looking at on jock market, you can always flip over and catch me trimming my nose hairs on TV. Yes. That's yeah, what my you, career is right. Now. You can watch Bulls Knicks or you can watch Aton trim his nose hairs. I, I feel like we all know the right answer between those two. Absolutely. Look, I would rather you buy one of these things than just watch. So, <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's a commitment, but all right, let's let's jump it. into it before we dive even deeper into that rabbit hole. Let's jump into this. Here's the biggest thing we know tonight. The Green Bay Packers are down three guys to throw the football to Eric. One of them happens to be Devontae Adams. So, so much is going to flip and change as is right with the emphasis on Aaron Jones with Green Bay and just whether or not you think the Packers actually stand a chance against the Cardinals. Uh, I still think they do. And the reason that they do is they have Aaron Rodgers, they have Aaron Jones. uh, And I just don't know. 
Arizona has surpassed everybody's expectations this entire season. For whatever reason, I'm still not completely bought into this football team. Maybe that that's just a, a near, like maybe that's some, some bias on my standpoint, but Aaron Rodgers, as a Viking fan, I've seen this movie a lot of times where there's just no way that you could possibly say that they're going to win this football game, but he's still the guy out there throwing it. And there's an obvious connection between him and Randall Cobb. They are best friends in real life. They talk about it all the time. He literally went out and made sure that they brought him back to Green Bay. Green Bay made sure to get him in order to make Aaron Rodgers happy, something that they have a very difficult time doing anyway. Um, I'm looking at Randall Cobb as somebody that can really maybe make a stand here for this team and you know is is somebody that he's way past his prime but I think can be very serviceable and you know you have Equinemius St. Brown you have these other guys but Aaron Jones is going to have to be the guy for this football team tonight explosive playmaker back in the days of Mike McCarthy it was awesome to see Mike McCarthy not utilize him correctly Uh, unfortunately those days are over and I think Aaron Jones is going to be somebody who uh, it really makes a difference across the board in every DFS site, but uh, especially over on Jock Market, looks like a pretty good investment. Yeah, just looking at where we have him, the value at $15.40. We have him as the second highest projected player here. And again, it's about hitting that first spot. It's finishing in the top three technically here for Jock Market to get a return. And I'm with you. I, I think that Aaron Jones is the guy who can benefit more from the game plan, especially being he doesn't disappear. If anything, he's still out there if they're down 10, 13 points. I also think that Thursday night football, we see the short week. We see offenses not totally grounded, but needing a little bit of a half or a little bit of time to get going here. So it wouldn't shock me if Kyler Murray doesn't have a huge performance in the first half, but just out of volume from receiving to running, Aaron Jones is in the lead or at least pacing himself to be a top three guy, if not number one. Yeah, that's what they have to do. I mean, you got to find unique ways to win this game. There's a 15 and a half total. They're almost seven point underdog, six and a half. It looks like is the number that everything's starting to land on, but You know, this is still, these are two really, really efficient offenses. And after a really brutal week one, Green Bay's just been running the table. And I don't think that there's a lot of concern that I have that they should be able to be decent enough on the ground here in this spot. A.J. Dillon, a good complimentary back here. I I think that this is going to be the Aaron uh, Aaron Jones show. I mean, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers are going to have to play exceptionally well, I think, in this spot. But They're both very, very capable of it. I don't know really what the schematics of the game plan look like here in this spot. I got to be assuming you could be looking at a come from behind situation, but they're going to try to get the run going here in some kind of way, shape or form. Uh, The Green Bay Packers only 38.8% run plays here so far on the season. That's actually a lower rate than what Arizona's got. Arizona has a number of dynamic playmakers that you can go and invest in. Uh, But with a 50 and a half total, I think fantasy points are going to be scored, but the Packers, I think it's going to be very, very condensed between Rodgers, between him. And if you want to take some of these other random shots, we're going to talk about a lot of just misfit characters. They feel more like guys that I want to invest in after the fact, once I kind right. of see who's out on the field for some of these snaps, rather than getting them in the pre-IPO phase. Because guess what? I don't know if Malik Taylor is going to be on the field more than EST or ESB, uh, Equinemia St. Brown or not. I don't know how these snaps are going to break down, but one you get a feel for it in like that first second possession you can definitely find some value on jock market what a name by the way 
Equinemius St. Brown. Equinemius St. Brown. Amon Ra St. Brown, his brother. Uh, yes. Both of them, both of them USC uh, cats, both of them in the NFL. Their parents did pretty well. I, I'll name my kids. I, I I don't even know. I'll name them whatever if they can get to the NFL. That'd be great. Yeah, you know, I, I had that conversation so many times about, I'd name my kid. All of a sudden when you're married. <laughs> And you're dealing with the person who is not only living in your house, but most likely keeping your house afloat and doing the majority of raising your child. You get a lot of blowback on those names. You'd be surprised. John Ryan Shander, done. Moving on with our lives. Exactly (laughs) right. Now, before we, and I think actually from ESB, if we can call him that here, we know MVS is out. But from ESB and Mercedes Lewis backup capacity, I totally agree with you. I think that this is all about a live play, and it's what separates Jock Market. Go ahead, click on Jock Market. We have a link for you. If you haven't signed up on the app, we're going to match your first deposit with our promo code AWESOMO for up to $50. That's a lot, 50 from you, 50 from us, and then you can go to work tonight, and we're going to hit week eight on the slate here Sunday as well in a second. But my point being is that I think that there's one other guy, because you did a number on Randall Cobb, $6.50 we have his value at on our site. We have him projected for just over 12 points, and then you look at guys ahead of him. Wide receiver core on Arizona is always fighting for scraps. Aaron Jones we know is going to be consistent, but who knows? Quarterbacks could be up or down, so there is a pathway at least for a big game from Cobb. Before we hit Arizona and then move to Week 8, the one guy that I don't know where you have him on the side of Randall Cobb, where you can make a pre-flop IPO type play, or you need to wait and see how this game plays out. But I would imagine that Robert Tunyon is going to receive an exponentially more amount of, of looks at the very least, if not throws and targets because of Devonte Adams and two other guys being out as opposed to having to wait and see. Yeah, so uh, we had a Chris Albers there in the chat. Thanks for hanging out with us here today. He brought up uh, the size that we had of uh, uh, I can't even remember who Malik Taylor, Malik Taylor, who I believe was like a six footer. He was uh, undrafted duty. He played nowhere um, from what I can remember. Uh, I obviously remember preseason covering him a little bit. You know, you cover absolutely everybody in the preseason, but he's not a big body. Robert Tunyon is a big body. Uh, most tight ends in the NFL are, but six five, two forty. Uh, a guy that has some red zone targets and rapport with Aaron Rodgers, first career 15 touchdowns. Uh, he's only ever played in Green Bay, so those are all uh, by way of Aaron Rodgers. He had 11 touchdowns last season after just one and one in 2018 and 2019. Can be an absolute red zone target. So if Green Bay is going to be efficient, I mean, Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, getting all of them uh, in this spot, I, I think kind of finding a combination of them they're going to be undervalued. And if you think that Green Bay, just similar to any other site, if you think Green Bay is going to be running amok here in this spot and, and are, are going undervalued, this is an opportunity to kind of combine and get all of the exposure. I think by playing or by getting shares of Jones, Rogers, and Tunyon, it's hard to believe that you wouldn't absorb just about every single touchdown in this spot. Randall Cobb, as good as he was, you know, he had that one week where he just kind of showed out. And, and kind of blew that slate away out of the middle of nowhere. But he's not somebody I think of as like a like an automatic red zone target at this point in his career. Right. Tunyon, 6'5", big body. I think you're definitely onto something there. But he's kind of a name that I think people recognize a little bit more. And that's where I'm kind of thinking getting some, some shots on even a Mercedes Lewis 
uh, as the other tight end here in this spot. They might do some more two tight end sets. You know, they have no Lazard, no MVS, and obviously no Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams over a 30% target share, massive red zone share as well. You're, you're missing a lot of production, so you can kind of talk yourself into just about any of these narratives. But the Tunyon one, I think, is one that most people will be able to talk themselves into. So, again, he might be a pre-IPO kind of play. Uh, it'd be very hard for me to want to invest in him after the fact. All right. Anybody else worthy of a mention here? We have to hit the Cardinals for a couple of minutes. We'll look at some broader views because clearly with no IPO and, and everything set for Sunday, this is a lot of preview and prediction on based on value. Before that, though, Arizona, I mean, Kyler Murray, we know, although 17, and this is why I love going under on his rushing prop tonight, E, but 17 combined rushing yards over the past three games, clearly there is a different strategy right now when it comes to Murray, but you mentioned it. He's got four, now five with Ertz, guys he can throw down the field to, throw out of the backfield. You have two backs that can vulture some touchdowns as well. Start with Murray, and then we can kind of work our way to the wideouts. I mean, Kyler Murray's been incredible this season. I don't know what to say. What I find really impressive going through PFF when you start putting perspective on how good he's been, in a clean pocket this season, he has 118.2 passer rating. When he's making plays under pressure, which you generally see, like, let me tell you, Aaron Rodgers, 128 and a half with a clean rating, so a little bit better. But when he's been under pressure this season, it goes all the way down to a 33 passer rating. Kyler Murray's at 111.7 under pressure. The guy is making some of the most unbelievable plays out of the pocket. We know the kind of uh, upside he's shown with his legs, but now what it's turned into is he's not necessarily resorting to that. He has all these really, really fast dudes. Rondell Moore, uh, Christian yeah. Kirk, obviously we know can get downfield. AJ Green has been, you know, revelatory here. Uh, jumped in the hot tub time machine and, you know, filmed the third movie of that. And now we have uh, another guy here in DeAndre Hopkins that they picked up last year. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The amount of weaponry that can be there. Oh, and now Zach Ertz too. You yeah. had a pretty competent tight end to the fray as well. Had a touchdown right out of the gate. Uh, you know, a good locker room guy, a, a solid producer whenever he's healthy. I mean, we're we're looking at an Arizona team that is no question potent, and it starts with Kyler Murray. I think there's a reason that he's going to be the highest projected player, but I still think there's actually a little bit of a ceiling. If you see that game start off where Kyler Murray is, is making plays happen there early, it's going to get spread around so much that it's very impossible to believe that there's going to be any Arizona Cardinal that comes close to outproducing him. So uh, from the Arizona side, he definitely still at $17.59 for a fair value. Uh, that $25, it's almost like a free $7.50 uh, if you don't account for the Green Bay side. The only thing I would add, and it's not to counter anything, it's actually to reinforce what you're talking about, which would be the likelihood and then example of somebody who could outperform Kyler Murray would be a running back with multiple touchdowns. You're right. There's no real, I mean, Rondell Moore catching three balls for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Sure. It could happen. The likelihood of that over Connor rushing for 68 yards and two TDs, not likely, but now all of a sudden, if it's just game plan or circumstance, right, Eric, where you are on the goal line or just a big run, what have you, or just being up and comfortably getting out of a short week with a win that would be the only pathway, I think, where, all right, who could outscore Kyler Murray? But I don't even know how much of a percentage you would put that from happening. I mean, it is 
small uh, from the Arizona side specifically. So we're covering them. I mean, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers kind of uh, grayed out really well too. DeAndre Hopkins is, is fascinating because we've seen the kind of upside he can have, but now with so much weaponry there, it's just getting spread around a lot more. Uh, it's not a Aaron, you know, like a Aaron Rodgers to Devonte Adams situation where it's so, so concentrated. Why wouldn't you throw him 15 targets? You don't need to throw DeAndre Hopkins 15 targets here with this team around him. It, it makes sense. And, you know, I, I talked and poo a little bit saying that Arizona isn't as good as what I think they like. I, I just think they've definitely played up completely to their ceiling. I would still take the Rams on a neutral field. I think that that's still a team, you know, even though Arizona went in and bludgeoned them in LA, I think long-term, I, I would probably still like the Rams a little bit more, but no doubt about it. Arizona's weaponry is, is ridiculous, but it's, it's almost like a detriment to them from a fantasy production standpoint. And so Kyler Murray, considering he's got his hands in a little bit of everything other than the running game with, with James Connor, with, with Chase Edmonds, what Chase Edmonds is basically a pass catcher. So uh, James Connor specifically, I, I think it's just, it's hard to really see anybody else from Arizona uh, leading the slate here. So uh, I'm basically just trying to look for value uh, up and down the board. I think there's a little bit to be had with a guy like James Conner. I actually prefer him at $7 to chase Edmonds at $9 and 77 cents. I think that depends wildly on slate or on, on what site you're playing between those two backs. Um, but they've definitely been more involved in the running game of late. Uh, we see 44.7% of their plays on the season have been on the run, 55.3% pass play percentage. So uh, in neutral game scripts too, they're going to be relying on James Conner. So uh, I feel like James Conner getting most of those carries. He might be the one guy independent of Kyler if you're seeing somebody that can vault up the board and nobody else goes along with him. All right, let's look at this weekend. And it's not just people on channel that you're inundated with, by the way, from Philadelphia. And I'm assuming, I mean, who outside of Philly is rooting for Philly. Houdini. Love that Eagles hat, bro. Go birds. See? They're everywhere, Eric. You can't escape from us. We're everywhere. Look at that video, the guy in the Vikings fan's face. Go birds. <laughs> you remember that? That was yeah. literally the worst week of my life. <laughs> well, some idiot from Minnesota decided to come here and desecrate statues. And then oh, it was well. on. Like That's we didn't so weird about because the Vikings. We're the nicest fan group ever. It's like, oh, well, we tried really hard. And you know what? Uh, I say that now, but then there's also people that I'm pretty sure wanted to butcher her cousins like two years ago. So I'm sure. I, I'm I don't sure. know. But yeah. now speaking of that, I, Jalen Hurts has been an absolute monster in the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts is made for jock market. Now, the reality is we're seven, eight now weeks into the season. So the secret is out with Hertz and I don't think you're fooling anybody ahead of time but what I would be interested in seeing is if the Eagles as they have been customarily getting down early playing like slop mm. and Hertz getting sold low and then all of a sudden you know like if you have an opportunity to buy into Hertz stock at the half or maybe even halfway through the third quarter because the Eagles look awful, you know that he has a built-in fourth quarter of productivity when it comes to fantasy points. Yeah, dude. And this Detroit team, I mean, uh, just speaking to it, this just reminds me a lot of what we've seen in the past with, with a guy like uh, Matt Stafford in Detroit. Uh, we saw him just garbage time, garbage yes. time, garbage time, always getting there. Uh, in fantasy, just, uh, you know, him to Calvin Johnson in games that didn't matter, uh, just wasting away their primes together and just putting up crazy amounts of fantasy points and come from behind mode. 
that's what you're getting here now with Jalen Hurts because if you let him just drop back a million times, you're going to get a bunch of rushing upside. You're going to get a lot of passing touchdown upside. I'd say that is one of the more surprising things. I did expect, I think compared to the, the average uh, DFS tout, if you want to say it that way, I hate putting it that way, but I, I definitely expected Philadelphia to throw the ball more just because in those three starts that we saw the full three starts towards the end of last season, I think he passed above expectation in those. And we're seeing that again here for this team. And part of it is that they're just not very good. And so they're going to be down in a lot of these games. But uh, you give Jalen Hurts the opportunity against Detroit to, to even be down. Or, you know, if they go up, he's going to obviously be a big beneficiary of it. He just absorbs a lot of the production. He has upside with All his the legs. There's, he, does, he does everything for, for this football team. He's trying. He's trying really, really hard. But he can also try really, really hard for you on jock markets. So, yeah, if you see him have a flat first half, there's no better buy low spot than, than Jalen Hurts. So where else are you looking at? We have a couple of interesting matchups. And the in-game stuff, I'm always curious because, like, Rams are in Houston, right? I mean, that's just letdown city to just, like they did last week, sleepwalk through a game against Detroit and then finally wake up. You may have great opportunity to buy into a couple of really, if it's Cooper Cup, if it's Stafford, as you mentioned, you may have a great opportunity to get guys super low if, in fact, that's maybe a same scenario with Buffalo where it's just like, okay, Okay, you're asleep. It's a 14 point line. But then we have a couple of other games where it is a little tighter from both prediction and spread to where maybe it's just about output that you're looking at from, you know, somebody dominating the slate here. No so Lamar this week, too, by the way. He's off. Yeah, no Lamar Jackson, no freebie up top with, you know, trying to, well, not that Patrick Mahomes is a freebie at this point. We're not even going to go there, but Cooper Cup. Hi, Cooper Cup. Uh, going up against Houston. Are you aware that Houston's very bad at football? I was told. I do. Are you aware that Cooper Cup is very good at catching footballs? Each and every week, he and Mike Evans are powering me through the awesome OC league. So, yes. So, Houston is in give-up mode. They're going to start trading off every piece known to mankind. They beat Jacksonville, unfortunately for them, uh, right out of the gate. They shouldn't have done things like that um, because, you know, that's it would be a lot better uh, in terms of just chasing this number one pick. But... I digress. They're not going to beat anybody anyway. They're definitely not going to beat the Rams 14 and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, that's uh, that's a yikes kind of moment, but 31st overall 30th in defense 30th in offense. I, I see no way around it. This Rams team, you want to be invested in, in DFS and you want to be invested on jock market. I think Daryl Henderson might be a guy to invest in, but Robert Woods, even specifically, it's one of those things where you can probably have your finger on the trigger for something live and in the event that Robert Woods gets one in that spot, you're going to get him very, very undervalued. I like buying into shares of like tandems is in the same way that you stack on others on other yeah. sites as well. I think being able to to really kind of go Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, they're going to be at the top of every single projection site this entire week. But that should just be kind of a, a clear clear signal to you that you know you can probably sell them live as they're just shredding up this Houston team, lock in your profit and move on with your day, especially if you think they're going to be sitting in the fourth quarter. So I think it's a great buying buying opportunity. I understand that they have to have their ceiling performances in order to pay off, but it's happening over and over again. Uh, has, has failed to have under double digit targets this entire season. There's no way around it. This is the number one passing attack right now in the NFL, and it's a two-man tandem. Speaking of passing attack, I love the spot the Chargers are in. They come off Me a too. bye Right. They're taking on a team that is just oozing letdown after pounding the Jets into the ground. 
lot of opportunity here to work with this offense. If you said me too, if you are under the belief that the Chargers are going to come out, they're going to win, not something sluggish, having to come from behind, et cetera, in game. If there are pre-IPO or pre-kick IPO plays for the Chargers, this would probably be a good, pretty good week to take advantage of. Oh, God, yeah. And, and not only that, the last time we saw the Chargers, which, you know, I, is the team that I've been behind since the very beginning of this season, back in June. Oh, my. They are my Clippers. I, mean, I was going to say, I mean, it's not even an L.A. bias. What it is, is it was a bias towards really good coaching. And Anthony Lynn was not really good coaching. It was uh, pretty much the opposite. So you're getting Justin Herbert surrounded by weaponry, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, all three of the best skill position players in the NFL. Mike Williams is my dude. I mean, he's my best ball savior. He's the guy that I'm going to be relying on down the stretch of just about every single league because I think I drafted up to go get him everywhere. New situations. You have Joe Lombardi calling all the offensive plays. He was kind of the quarterback savior of Drew Brees, extended his career five years in New Orleans. They got, they're coming off of maybe the most embarrassing loss of any contender of the season up against Baltimore, where Baltimore just lit them up, just completely made them look inept. The worst game of Justin Herbert's uh, young professional career, no doubt about it. They get a bye week, and now they're going to go out and torch New England. I'm just seeing it that way. Uh, New England... It's not the same New England defense of old here. They got to face Tom Brady in an absolute torrential downpour, which I think kind of uh, muted a little bit of the production you could see out of them there. So I'm seeing a, a massive outing uh, by all of these Chargers. So I love that call by you. They slept on me on that C-League, man. My wideouts are Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, and Mike Williams. How are you doing today? Uh, six and one, about to be seven and one. And I don't know what I win for winning the C-League on Osimo, but I'm going to be bragging that because, you know, was, I'm just a lowly host here, man. Hey, I was 0-3 I was right? in the B-League and rattled off four in Did a row you? because you know what? That's what you do. I'm a grinder, man. I'm the guy that you want on your team when the going gets tough because I will fight till fight till the end. You're baby. in the Let's boards go. right there. You are a, a North. What, what would you call yourself? North Midwesterner. What do they call you out there? And they call me Midwesterner. I'm a nah, you're like the I'm Northern no neighbor, part. but I'm, I'm kind of just an evil person when it comes to sports. I'm, I'm, uh, were you extremely competitive? Did what? you hit, did you use the butt of your hockey stick to get under somebody's ribs? No, but I made my sister-in-law cry playing Disney trivia. So that's, that's stuff a that happened. Pretty big leap from the example that I brought up. I thought you were yeah, no, I, about I took it zero to a hundred. I just put, you know, I just lit the match. I'm ready <laughs> yes, to go. You did. All right. Use our <laughs> promo code Jock Market. You are prepared. We hit you up with a bunch of different plays, especially in-game plays for Thursday night. And then you start to look at week eight on Sunday. Take what we've given you, what Eric has laid out, especially with a couple of these key examples to where you can get in live or simply get in ahead of time pending the IPO price. Go to Awesomeo. We have these tools available for you, projections for Jock Market specifically. And then you go to Jock Market, you sign up, you use our promo code Awesomeo. We match your first deposit up to $50. And then you tweet at Eric Lindquist. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. That's oh, it, right? Good. Hey, yeah, we're coming back in half an hour for some NBA, so I'm excited for that. You and me, baby. Ain't I nothing but wait. mammals. <laughs> Thanks to I'm not going to finish that. That awesome yo who's here <laughs> producing. I, I don't understand, man. He, the beauty of you losing me, I look forward to each and every week. It's the Thursday block with Linquist. I love it. All right. Yes, you and I are back here in a half an hour. Don't go anywhere, but hit that thumbs up button and subscribe on your way out. For Eric, for Mike, I'm Aton. We'll see you.